Good morning. So should I be worried about um, aspartame and sweeteners? Should I stop having Diet Coke with my vodkas and slimline tonic, my gin and tonics? What's the actual risk? So I want to jump straight into this. So in, in the, like, I guess, latest study that has perhaps prompted this was March 2022. They found a, um, a ratio, so an association, um, not a cause and effect. And I, and I want to make this really clear. This is association between an increased cancer risk with obesity-related um, cancers with artificial sweeteners. Now, what does this risk actually mean? So, in short, it was 1.15, which means that was for overall um, sweeteners and then 1.13 for aspartame, which means 13%. So, a thir associated 13% increase, increase in risk. Although, there's lots of... Um, questions about that and even the uh you have to consider in itself the researchers in themselves actually quote the fact that they've done they did a study on the same cohort themselves um and looked at sugar and they found actually 1.17 um risk of cancer which would suggest suggest a higher risk so They've pre previously, previously um, examined um, different cohorts on sugar, and it was 1.17, so 17%. So it's a difficult one because we can't just conclude there and then that you shouldn't have the sweetener and you should have the sugar, okay? Because quite a lot of people, and, and it's important to take a step back, that no one's saying artificial sweeteners are necessarily directly healthy here, but also if someone then goes to straight sugar and that increases their risk of obesity and the obesity related um, diseases, then is that a positive thing? I'm not so sure. And it's important to really interpret these, this data as it, as it should be rather than the, the headline. So if we consider what possibly carcinogenic means, and this is kind of what's come out of this with who, um, World Health Organization saying that they may classify as possibly carcinogenic. And without sounding a bit um, basic about this, anything can be possibly carcinogenic. When you look at the, the definition from the IARC, so they say the agent or mixture is possibly carcinogenic to humans. The exposure circumstance entails exposures that are possibly carcinogenic to humans. So it's used for mixtures, agents, or exposure circumstances for which there is limited evidence of carcinogenicity in humans and less than sufficient evidence in experimental animals. So what they're saying is there's limited evidence of it being carcinogenic in humans and less than sufficient evidence of it being carcinogenic in experimental animals. We already know from the animal data that you'd need to have a hell of a lot, um, which is similar to water, right? You can, you can die from having too much water. Um, so when you consider this, we need, sometimes need to stay, take a step back and actually think, okay, what's the alternative here? Is it, is it actually as 
you know, is it going to cause cancer? Well, they, they haven't actually said this at all. They're potentially putting it in the possible carcinogen uh, list alongside things like pickled vegetables, alongside things like aloe vera, alongside things like mobile phone usage. And one thing that we need to take a step back on sometimes is think about the bigger picture here. You know, I did a post yesterday about and in this as well and just said, you know, I need to stop having Diet Coke with my vodka. And, you know, sitting here thinking, well, vodka is a group one, the highest carcinogen, alcohol, the highest carcinogen up there with radiation, asbestos. Yet this doesn't get a lot of attention. And it's similar with things like obesity. And I think it's important to take a step back with that and think, okay, what what's actually the, the biggest risk to me right now? What decisions am I making? Because it is a case of moderation sometimes. When you look at the, the association, how weak it is, and you know, when you look at how many studies have also, and good studies have shown that sweeteners can help people lose weight. Um, so a study that where they actually looked at, they actually did a, a, a comparison. So this is, this is based on epidemiology studies where you look at like food recall. So loads of people, population data, they do food diaries to tell people what they ate yesterday. And there's lots of drawbacks in this because people often don't remember. Like if I walk down the street and go, what did you have yesterday? People might forget stuff. People might think they had more meat. Like even me, if you ask me what I had yesterday, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably not remember everything I had. Um, I might forget something. But this study, they looked at the effects of water versus essentially artificially sweetened drinks on weight loss and weight maintenance. And they got two groups of people. They followed them up a year later as well. So it was very well done. It wasn't just like, let's just look at association between people who ate this and people who ate that based on 24 hour recall. This is follow up. They were given programs. They were given um, treatments to help with the weight loss side of things as well, both given the same, and then they compared water to artificial drinks. And essentially what happened was the people who were given the um, artificial sweeteners, sweetened drink lost more weight. And I'm not saying they're like necessary or good here, but it's important to discuss this, that actually if someone's losing body fat, having them, even despite the concern right now, is the loss of body fat reducing their risk of cancers and other diseases more so than the potential increased risk of cancer from a sweetener? And that's the question to consider because we don't even know if there is a risk and, and what else is there risk? You know, you could walk outside, sunlight exposure, you could, you could go all day, like aloe vera, certain vegetables, pickled vegetables. <laughs> so. I wanted to bring a bit of um, perspective onto this. And I'm not saying they're healthy, but I'm also not saying they're unhealthy. Like anything, they're a tool in the toolbox. And actually I know a lot of people have lost a lot of weight uh, having them and this, these studies like this um, show this too um, from that. So, and if that works for someone, they lose a lot of body fat from that, which is obviously a risk factor to a cancer and diseases, then that's fair for them. And it is a game of risk reward. You know, there's going to be some times where I 
have a group one carcinogen in my hand and I'm drinking vodka, gin, and I'm choosing to do that. But they're all choices. And I think it's important probably not to get so scared of uh, artificial sweeteners more so than things like alcohol, smoking, which are in the group one, which are which are group one carcinogens compared to things like possible with quite weak association with quite weak data. But then again, it's not necessary to have it either. And if you can have water, great, but we're not all perfect, right? And if switching to switching to the odd diet drink helps you stick to your weight loss goal and you drop a couple of stone, 5% of your body weight, in fact, we say it in here, if you lose 5% of your body weight, you reduce your risk of cholesterol, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, might improve your sleep, energy levels. And remember, staying up late to watch Love Island might be more of a risk factor than that diet drink. Anyway, I hope that helps. It gives you some perspective on this and actually a hopefully not too in-depth that have gone over your head look at actually what the data actually means. One of my favourite things about going to university, actually, when I look back now, was being taught how to dissect and read research papers, which I'm very forever grateful for, and those lunchtime journal clubs. Anyway, I hope that helped. Any questions on this, let me know, and I will see you later.